nice if we could not argue. Actually, it w- I think people like it. We, I think they we, like it when we fight. They, they do like it when we fight, but surely there are some listeners who appreciate, like, measured discourse. Civilized uh, conversation. Are they listening to this podcast? Respectful exchange of ideas. They're listening to the NPR. Well, yeah, maybe. Uh, it's a podcast called Side Talks. We're going to talk about movies. We might even argue about movies, though we mm. did argue on the last episode. Yeah. Well, I don't know if we'll brook any major disagreements here, but mm. we'll see. We'll see. Maybe. 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 Hmm. What's this shit? All right, what is it? Coming at you. Okay, uh, I got one for you. Okay. One of the gentlemen in this scene that I'm watching, which again, middle of the middle of nowhere, I'm dropping into this thing, is a very famous person. I'll tell you that. Hmm. The other thing I'll tell you is I am... This is suspect that I have watched not just a scene, but some kind of a perhaps reassembled, you know, like best scenes from this film. Okay. So these scenes may not actually go one after the other because it is convoluted or the film may just be this convoluted. But I'll start with what I first see, okay? All right, all right. Which is a woman sleeping and a man next to her. And I I realized pretty quickly, oh, she, I don't think she's sleeping. I think she might be unconscious. Okay. And there's another sort of bouncy man in the background who's like, yeah, really excited. And and he's saying something on the lines of like, this is the greatest thing that anyone has ever done. Or it starts with, this is the greatest thing I've ever done. This is the greatest thing you've ever done. This is the greatest thing anybody's ever done. Okay. And then the man, the famous man in question, puts a ring on the unconscious woman's finger. Gotcha. You know what this is yet? No. Okay. And so I'm thinking, you know, initially, this is the greatest thing we've ever done. I'm thinking... We're going to see something crazy happen, but we don't. We just see a ring go on the finger, and then he kind of pats her head. Cool. And then we cut to the two of them outside of the house, which I am assuming is the next scene, because there's a little kind of conversation between the two of them about how they did the right thing. The right thing. Whatever that means. Uh Uh-huh. And then that's where I'm like, are we really cutting to what's next? Because we cut to a very dark space, and there's some kind of sci-fi looking bullshit going on, and then we cut to a dinner table. Yeah, it, and then we cut to our famous man who was putting the ring on the finger, fighting with some kind of baldish-looking man who says to him, I thought you would do the right thing. And it involves a needle and a shot and, yeah, somebody getting dosed up. Huh. Okay, and so I'm going to let all that sink in. Okay. Because that's all I have for you. I thought you would do the right thing. Now I'm going to stab you with a syringe. I think it was the famous man from the ring scene that actually did the stabbing, but yeah. Okay. Um, so this is a very famous man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Is this a Thomas Cruise? Nope. Mm-mm-mm. Different different famous man. How Equivalent level of fame, or? I'd say so. Huh. I would definitely say so. And a colleague, same sort of, Similar, popular during very similar eras. And this this famous man may be a little bit behind. Is, Thomas it, is this a is this a William Smith? It's not. Okay. No, I feel like you don't know it. I I don't, or I'm going to need more prompting. Or so I will an, tell you hand. who the famous man is, okay. and then if you get it from that, we'll kind of give you the half. The okay, halfway. sure, sure. So this famous man is Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves, ring on a finger. Sleeping lady, sleeping slash unconscious woman. Mm-hmm. Um, the sci-fi gen- bullshit. The gentleman that's bouncing around reminds me of Spike Jones. I don't think it's Spike Jones, but he's a Spike Jones kind of figure. Is this replicas? This is replicas. Huh? You got it. 
I've so seen I this. So I feel like you get, I think that's about a halfway, 50%. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, You've I've, seen it? Yeah, you just don't awful. remember the scene? It's awful. It, oh, yeah. So what he's done, like his, his family gets into some sort of catastrophic car accident, and he's some sort of clone scientist. And in his grief, he clones his, his dead family. Or some shit like uh, that. I don't know. God. And, and like, so his assistant, who's played by Silicon Valley's Thomas Middleditch, is just like, you know, a hummingbird in yeah. these these, yep. these cloning scenes, just like quipping. And I don't remember what the conflict in this movie was, but it was, as you can imagine and likely saw, sure. very bad and and ridiculous and not yeah. entertaining. Well, it was hard to watch because I accidentally, you know, I was in a hurry to get this done and the the clip that I clicked on had the subscribe was just bouncing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The word subscribe was bouncing and then they were, they, it was as if this person, it was as if the person who was bouncing in the background, the Spike Jones character was the one uploading this video <laughs> to YouTube because then there were like dials came up on the screen they're showing me what it looks like if we brighten the picture you know, yeah. all things that make you really want to subscribe to this person's channel. Absolutely. And, but they um, got the money for whatever view I just did. So. Well, not a good movie, so it's better that they got it than the makers yeah. of Replicas. Well, this is Replicas. What year is this thing? Do you remember? It's like 2019 or something. Yeah, it, it didn't seem that old. It's a movie that, that more or less doesn't exist. And somebody said, I read very quickly, so I didn't have a chance to fact check it. But this was a Keanu Reeves passion project, something he really wanted to do, but he mm. leans into this bad sci-fi. And this is something that he, you know, voluntarily did, not just for the paycheck, but because he liked it. And it's... He does like yeah. sci-fi. I mean, sometimes it hits, though. I mean, he is Neo in The Matrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and then sometimes he's Johnny Mnemonic in Johnny Mnemonic. And sometimes he's whatever the name of this character is in Replicas. Dr. Keanu Reeves. So now it's time for a segment of the podcast called Phone a Friend, where we do just that. Phone a friend. Hello. Brasifus, it's Rachel and Corey calling you. What's up? Hey. Hi. How are you all? Oh, we're good. It's hot. Yeah, it's so hot. hot. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to ask if you're staying warm. Uh, we just broke 100 for the first time since 2012 today. Hot Nashville. It doesn't work. Like, you know how it's hot Atlanta? Yeah, no, oh, hot yeah. Nashville doesn't work. <laughs> but you know what? We have the hot Nashville chicken, or Nashville hot chicken. So yes. we already have hot thing That's right. handled. I'm so well with acquainted salt. with that chicken. It's so good. Nashville just, hot, period. I am a mild. I can't go. It's too hot. It's too hot. It's too spicy. It burns. I just, mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm not into it. You don't need to go there, That's especially on a day like today. No. 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 It's lemonade day. For sure. Good. But what have you been watching? What is going on? Okay, well, uh, this one's a bit of a stinker, so I hate to disappoint, but I don't recommend it. Um, okay, it's, have y'all ever heard of this? I don't even know of it. It's called Once Upon a Crime. Oh, no. No, no, no. 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 Uh, okay. Not an enticing title. Okay, apparently it's also a podcast if you Google it, which makes sense for one of these true crime podcasts. Like, that's a pretty good name for one oh. But um, it's but this is from 1992. Okay, listen to the cast. I'd never heard of this thing. John Candy, R.I.P. Jim Belushi, Sybil Shepherd, <laughs> Sean Young. Oh Rachel my God! Woo. Um, let's see. And then uh, Giancarlo Giannini, that guy. I can't say his name, but um, George Hamilton is in it. Oh God, the tan mom. I think that's like the list. That's the main the main crew. But, I mean, okay, and randomly, it's directed by Eugene Levy. 
so what? what? I know. I never heard of it. And Tony dug it up, and we were like, oh, that looks kind of like it could be fun and eighty nineties early nineties, you know, silly kind of farce caper whodunit type of deal. Right. But it's just clunky, and it's like. They want it to be, it's just not as engaging as you want it to be, and it's not as mysterious as you want it to be, and it's, it's just, you know, it's just one of these, like, ugh, too many cooks in the kitchen or something, and it's really not that funny. Um, and, yeah, there's just a lot of problems with it. And here's the thing. The whole caper is about this, so I'll just give the real rough premise, but this um, this lady, she's been broken up with, she's in, it starts up in, in Rome, and I was like, oh my gosh, we're in Italy again, like, just like under the Tuscan sun. But <laughs> I mean, this is quick. very, sounds like a very similar film. Can I just ask uh, you really well, quick, I, when you say this lady, is this lady Sybil Shepherd who's been dumped? Oh, no, no, I'm okay. sorry, this is Sean Young at this point. Yeah, oh, Sean, Sean Young's Young, been dumped, okay. She's been dumped, and she is in Rome, and she randomly finds a winger dog, a dachshund, <laughs> roaming. As one and does. she's like, I don't, I don't know this dog. And so then uh, the dog randomly connects with Richard Lewis, who's also there, <laughs> and <laughs> being Richard Lewis in Rome. And then she somehow, she was looking at the paper, you know, this was 92, so they didn't have, you know, your Facebook marketplaces and your Craigslist and all this back then. Um, there was an ad in the paper somehow in Rome, because this rich lady had been there and she'd lost her dachshund while she was there. But she was back home in Monte Carlo. So she puts it together that this dachshund is this rich lady's and it's like a $5,000 reward. So she tries to go get it back, or she tries to find it, discovers Richard Lewis has it, then it's like, I need this dog, and then they decide to go in together to, you know, take this dog to this rich lady. And then on the train, John Candy gets involved, and he winds up kind of, like, trying to get the dog, for, or he buys the dog from Richard Lewis, and then they have to get the dog back from him. I will say John Candy, in 1992, with a mustache, holding a dachshund, is objectively a really cool look. Like, he had a suit on. I liked it. I like John Candy with a mustache and a dachshund. Um, Can I just he, ask, he, I, I know I keep bringing this up, but is, is Sybil Shepherd the rich lady? Okay, so here's where, she, okay, so the Sybil Shepherd role. So then, separately, because it's an ensemble cast, so then Sybil and um, Jim Belushi are a couple, and he, and they are just randomly oh. in Monte Carlo to gamble. Oh. And, yes, and he's got a gambling addiction, and apparently as does John Candy, but he had thought he'd overcome it, but he didn't. And then they go nuts, spending all their money and gambling all night, and it's you know it's it's silly. And then Sybil, super pissed, and you know <laughs> she's real mad. But I will say, okay, she goes down to the casino, and she has the most fantastic dress on. Okay, so it's like I was trying to find a picture of it. Literally, when you called, I was googling Sybil Shepherd Once Upon a Crime dress, and I could not find a good photo of it. So I'm gonna try and remember it. But it was it was like black bodice, but then the front had a little mini skirt thing, but and it was some kind of red metallic fabric which was also on the sleeve but then there's like a train kind of thing that goes all around the sides in the back in I'm having trouble picturing this. I know I'm going to find a photo y'all got to google it um, multiple animal prints like it's like an ombre oh. animal print that goes from like a tiger to a cheetah to a zebra or something so it's tasteful and, yeah it was tasteful <laughs> um, so that was my favorite thing I mean I like Sybil I really do but also it was just it was so silly. Like, Jim Belushi's stupid, and she eventually... <laughs> always, Shocker! <laughs> she's always, like, put down by him as a terrible husband, and then he gambles all their money away, and then so she kind of takes the upper hand. And then she just does this thing repeatedly throughout the movie where she hits him in the face with her elbow really dramatically, <laughs> and there's sort of a sound effect. And it just... 
it's just kind of that stupid stuff where it's just like, why don't you leave him, Sybil? Just leave him. Like, don't hit him in the face. Like, just leave him there in Monte Carlo and start a new life. Because you can. You have the dress. You've got the, the everything else. You're Sybil. You know? So, right. Right. Um, so it's just a bit one of, one of those where you're just like, ugh. It's just kind of, everyone's like a little bit annoying. And then, oh, so they would get the dog to the lady's mansion in Monte Carlo. And a little bit of a spoiler, but the lady, the rich lady with whom, who, who owns the dog, she has been murdered. So Yikes. Here then, we go. Yes. So then it becomes, and they, uh, the guy, what's his name again? Um, G, uh, Gianni, how do I say it here? G, Giancarlo Giannini, I think. Anyway, he plays Inspector Bernard, and he's the, you know, inspector trying to solve the thing. And it's very much like a, a kind of a French inspector, and he has a, a silly assistant oh God. guy. They're like, who did it? And they're chasing down all these leads, and all these people are very intertangled, and there's like a matchbook with a phone number on it. And, you know, on, on paper, it sounds like it's potentially kind of interesting, but it's, it's just, I don't know, it's not. It's, and here's the thing. The dog, at one point, because uh, Sean Young and Richard Lewis don't want to get, and I can't even remember their real names in the movie. Oh, I think her name was Phoebe. Okay, I do remember her name was Phoebe. But um, they they are all, like, trying to sort of not get blamed for the murder, but they had wanted the reward money and this and that. And at one point she needs to ditch the dog so that they don't get, you know, shown like with the dog. And so she puts the dog on a city bus by itself. And I'm just like, what? Ooh, that's triggering for you, Lisa. I I know you don't like any animals shut. You know, you, you, that really gets you. And so needless to say, it's a very smart dog and he finds his way back to the house and you know, this and that. But uh, I was disappointed in the, because when, when it starts out with that little cute little winger dog, and he's wearing a sweater, and it's really cute, you think you're going to get a lot more of that, and then there's just not a lot of dog action. It feels like the dog was sort of the catalyst for the whole thing, and then it winds up being a murder mystery, but where's the dog? Not enough dog, is all I'm saying. And then, Sounds like it. What, so, so we watched this last night, um, Tony found it, and then what's super funny is today I saw that apparently yesterday was National Doxing Day. Uh, Another coincidence strikes. It is. So we watched the Dachshund movie on the Dachshund Day, and apparently it's called National Dachshund Day because it's the longest day of the year, which Dachshunds are long. Get it? I do get it. That sounds as bad as the film. (laughs) Listen, I want to ask you a question real quick, though. Not to interrupt, but is this the question that's on everybody's mind? Are you sure you watched this film, or is this a fever dream? I mean, I looked okay, it up. Well, I can confirm it okay. exists. I just want to make sure. It's real. Um, okay, I do. So here's here's the best thing that came out of this was I afterwards I went to as, as I do when I watch a you know a crappy movie. I was like, let me see what YouTube has to say about this. How many people have reviewed this? You know, dug up some archive of of old movies they review. And so apparently, I found some guy and he was reviewing all. He was watching all John Candy films. Right. And so he did a review of this, which makes sense. Like, that's, that's the... Yeah, the, a John Candy completist. Sure. Makes perfect sense. Yes, exactly. So he had a review, and it was okay, and it was a little boring. I actually stopped it. And then um, I found another review, which is my favorite thing. So I'm actually... So what it is, is... Let me just kind of explain this review. So this is a YouTube channel called Mr. Math Expert. And a lot of their YouTube videos are like literal, really complicated looking math problems with crazy words like parabolas and variables hmm. and, you know, stuff like that. Right. So this person is a legit Mr. Math expert. Like they know, they know what they're talking about in that realm. Um, 
they've also apparently dabbled, started dabbling in um, reviews. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you can always see the transition, like when you're looking at their videos, it goes like all these really nerdy math videos, and then all of a sudden it's TV show review, TV show review. Uh-huh. But okay, let me just read you. I haven't watched all these, but I'll let me just read you the titles of the TV show review. So. One year ago, this has 83 views. It's called Movie Review, colon, My Own Private Idaho. Oh, shit. And then there's the next one, TV Show Review, colon, Law and Order, Season 2. The entire <laughs> season. I actually started that one. <laughs> like, she just, it's really amazing. Okay, and then TV Show Review, Law and Order, Season 3. TV Show Review, Law and Order, Seinfeld, <laughs> Season 3. And they're all out of order. And then the next one is Movie Review, Tuskegee Airmen. I mean, it's random. It's so <laughs> random. And so, one of the movies was apparently, um, apparently, this one, Once Upon a Crime. And so, the way it's done, I mean, you could watch it because they're all like a minute and something long. Like, yeah. They're really short. So, what they've done is they've apparently made essentially kind of like a little PowerPoint, like a bulleted list of their thoughts and opinions <laughs> on the film. And that's it. It's like a blue, it's like an aqua screen with blue text with a picture of the cover of the movie and then all this just text. And then the, the person, Mr. Math Expert, just reads their bulleted list. <laughs> and so apparently this movie, uh, they watched in 2013. And, I, I, you know, it's weird. It's like I guess they took notes back then and then now they're just sort of transferring their notes into uh, YouTube Amazing. video for lack of a better word but i'm just going to read you really quickly the their review because that's all that i need to do because i don't even need to review it myself okay i gotcha it says here it's hard to watch the all-time bad washed up thespians while trying to appreciate the comedy which is non-existent john <laughs> young thinks up the joint every time she appears <laughs> what's their problem with <laughs> what's these mathletes problem with sean young come on uh-huh uh, the next one says John Belushi can't shut up. It was actually Jim Belushi, but, you know, whatever, whatever. <laughs> Same sure, difference. Uh, by that point, also, John Belushi was very quiet. Was long shut up, yeah. By, that, true, by that point, Jim Belushi had morphed into John Belushi in their defense. Yes. Ooh, yes. Okay, Richard, this is my favorite one. Richard Lewis flaps his arm up and down <laughs> like a quack, quack duck. <laughs> like a quack, quack duck? <laughs> That also, that review can be absolutely applied to anything Richard Lewis has ever been. And much like Richard Lewis, all the time, everywhere, he's wearing his long black coat. And then at one point, Tony said this, which was a favorite quote. He said, why is Richard Lewis's hair? (laughs) 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 Okay, so then the next one you're going to like. Sybil Shepherd has no talent aside from taking off her clothes in the last picture show. That's oh. just not true. Oh my god. Br- bring, bring the twelve year old boy review about Sybil Shepherd to the front, please. Yeah. yeah, come on, math guy. Be respectful here. Uh-huh. Okay, the next one. George Hamilton still thinks that he is in Zorro, the gay blade. <laughs> I mean that might be true. <laughs> um, let's see here. Giancarlo Giannini over X. And then it says hence. John Candy is the only saving grace and is blessed to have a couple of witty lines. So they were they were digging the John Candy portion. Yeah. Uh, throughout the film, I had laughed, but it's only for out of pity. Wow. Wow. <laughs> all in all, Snatch has the dog angle played out better than Once Upon a Crime, which I'm going to have to agree with them. It's true. 
Oh, I didn't realize we were comparing those two, but okay. Yes. All right. That's right. the likeliest right. comparison. Fine, 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 Matthew. But then just about everybody in the cast for Once Upon a Crime is guilty of either overacting or bad acting, and sometimes it has been both. So that is Mr. Math, uh, what was it called? Mr. Math Expert, expert opinion on the movie. And honestly, I can't say that I agree too much with, I mean, disagree rather too much. I, yeah. I think Mr. Math Expert is kind of right. I mean, maybe they were a little harsh on Sybil because I do, I do enjoy her. I do enjoy. But um, yeah, Mr. Math Expert, if you want to get some great reviews, and let's see, there's, I'm just glancing. There's also, they also yeah, sound like dynamic reviews, too, based on the fact that you're basically watching a PowerPoint on autoplay. It's, yes, exactly. It's just them reading it. Yeah, and there's, let's see here, we got Seinfeld season four. <laughs> they got all the, yeah, Seinfeld season two. Uh, Maurice, apparently, with oh. Arabian Nights. Um, yeah, sign, uh, Law and Order season one. And, I mean, oh, and then something called Clockers, which I'm not familiar with. Yeah, that's, isn't that the Spike Lee That's film? Spike Lee movie. Glad that they watched that's about that. It. What an eclectic selection of movies. Very yeah, strange. Very random. Uh, yeah, but then when you go back farther, it's like how to partition the data set exactly into validation, <laughs> da, da, da. how to impute missing values with the mean or median, how to automatically dummy code categorical variables, how to get a list of variables in a more organized... It's like actual real Mr. Math Expert, but then Mr. Math Expert took a little bit of a vacation mm. into cinema, uh, so called cinema, and um, so yeah, I think that the review was actually way better than any review I could have done. You know, I guess I can kind of see the, quack, quack, the transition. Yeah, I think I can see the transition from you know whatever equation they're doing to clockers. It kind of makes sense. I don't okay. see it at all. Uh, I mean, it like it'd be one thing if you were approaching this like they fucked up the math in in Once Upon a oh, Time. Yeah, Once Upon see? a Crime. Here's why. Um, you know, stick to what you know. Yeah, stick to nerds. stick to math, Mr. Math Expert. Um, or you know, you can watch movies. And... I do appreciate though, uh, Lisa, that you've brought us two discoveries today: this film and these mathlete yes. reviews. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so yeah, I you know I hope next time I'll bring something a little a little more interesting, but. Yeah, I was really disappointed with how the dog was not so front and center. It was very just, like, fluffed off. Nobody cares about this dog. It's like, what? This is a movie. Of the dog seems like the lead here. Why aren't we giving a little more time? I have half it's, no dog, you know? it's no snatch. It's no snatch. Yeah, I have a Chewini now, so I have half a dachshund, so I'm in that world now. So I get it. I get it. Oh, man. Well, you could try to go down the road of being a dachshund completist in film. That'd be an interesting one. What, what do you mean? Like, make YouTube reviews of movies with dachshunds in them? Exactly. Oh, you mean watch all the movies? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, watch all the movies with dachshunds in it. Oh, yeah, and, and, pa- and then PowerPoint it up. And then PowerPoint it up, and then compare them all to Snatch. Yeah, do a, do a bulleted list that sounds like a Comedy Central roast. Yes. Oh, man. And it was only posted a year ago, but the, apparently was was the uh, review was made in 2013, which I feel like, wouldn't you watch it again just to make sure your thoughts about Richard Lewis's quacking had stopped? Changed, no, I, thought, I, f- no. I think when you're, I think when that's your lifestyle, from what I'm gathering here of their lifestyle, not to make any big sweeping assumptions, but I think that when that's your lifestyle, that you've got those notes and they're just go ahead and put them in the PowerPoint. Yeah, it's like math. It's like no reason to change it. It's still the same. Math same. Math. Same. In their defense, so, nobody in that list has done anything other than either pass away or. Um, <laughs> Or stay, well, ex- say, stay exactly the same. 
Jim Belushi's in I Twin Peaks. That Eugene Levy, though, what with okay, you know, fair. stuff—he's gone on and he has blossomed. Fair, yeah, fair. right. Fair. And this is um, before American Pie, so there you go. Right. Oh, that's true. Oh. He, he then has to become uh, Jim's dad. Oh. Yeah. There you go. Oh, man. Well, thank you, Lisa, for this, and let us know what the next Dachshund movie you watch is. Okay. I hope it is Dachshund theme, and I hope they do that Dachshund justice. Me, too. All right, Bryce, we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> bye. Okay, bye. Bye. Well, thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Side Talks Podcast. We're your own personal cinematic all-star cafe and Mars 2112. I don't know what these refer to. Those are two themed restaurants. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm familiar with Mars 2112, which okay. uh, was in New York, uh, like a space exploration yeah. theme restaurant. It was a Times Square yeah. tourist-targeted restaurant concept. And uh, I'll give you some quotes from the, the plans. Okay. Based on future space travel and accommodations. Uh-huh. And I want you to know that it was... 33,000 square feet. <laughs> yep. It opened in November of 1998. I have a uh, one of my favorite sort of bookmark photographs uh-huh. is a picture of Bill Clinton standing in front of it. Amazing. Yeah. Apparently he visited once. Um, here's another quote from them. In the fu- it is the fusion of fun and good food and fantasy. That was right in the window of when I visited New York as a teenager. I should Did you go? There. No. We went to some uh, Jekyll and Hyde-themed oh, restaurant. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, if you had gone to Mars 2112, mm-hmm. you would have gone downstairs to go to the restaurant. And when you left, you would have left via a teleporter, a.k.a. an elevator, which would have taken you promptly into the gift shop and out the door. I would have been delighted by that. Yeah, I probably would have too. Well, I, I, based on the photograph I saw, Clinton was delighted. He probably had a little alien server that he got into. Anyway, um, you know what the All-Star Cafe is then or no? No, no. So it was a chain of sports-themed restaurants, and it was actually a chain, not just a one-off. Okay. Uh, developed by none other than Planet Hollywood. Well, that makes sense. But wait till you hear about these investors. Okay. They, they included Wayne Gretzky, uh-huh. Joe Montana, okay. Shaq, yeah. uh, Ken Griffin Jr., Andre yep. Agassi, mm-hmm. and Monica Sellis. Lots of different sports people of the 90s mm-hmm. there. Uh, guess what? It didn't do well. It featured stadium cuisine. Oh, so people didn't want to go to a restaurant to just eat a bunch of stadium turns food? Turns out people like to eat hot dogs and shit like that at baseball games. Yeah. And at probably especially hot dog stands, don't get me wrong. But uh-huh. generally speaking, a sit-down restaurant slinging you a hot dog and peanuts is probably not going to go over well. Imagine that. Well, they opened in 1995. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got that wrong because they the I was talking about the... No, no, I'm right. Open in 1995. I'm sorry. Um, they also were open in Times Square is where I got confused. Okay. Uh, then Cancun. Uh-huh. Then Vegas. This yeah. is all sounding yeah. appropriate. It's all tracks, right? F- uh, f- first bankruptcy filing. <laughs> Let's just go right to it. First bankruptcy filing was in October of 1999. And the last one to close closed. Actually, we could have made it by in 2007. In September of 2007 at Disney's Wild World of Sports. Alas. Yeah, so which one are you going to be? Mars 2112 or All-Star Cafe? I mean, obviously Mars 2112 if, yeah, yeah that's, yeah. that's, that's more up my alley. Well, you've got that 33K square feet, 33,000 square feet, and uh, What I'll is that space used for now, I wonder? A like a super question. target at Times Probably. Square? Probably. Yeah, who knows? I am... Um, 
try to avoid Times Square as much as I can. Yeah. Because uh, it's no fun. But you do Broadway stuff. Yeah. So I, yeah, you're going to so graze by there. There's no way I, I graze by it more often than I'd like going to shows and stuff. But, um, but no, you got to no. get a picture with Elmo. I don't have to. <laughs> anyway, thank you to Batwell Studios. Thank you to Revelator Coffee, our sponsor. Thank you for listening to the Side Talks podcast. That's right. And uh, visit SidewalkFest.com or check us out on social media at Sidewalk Film to see what we're playing at the cinema and to get your passes and information about the 24th Annual Sidewalk Film Festival. Are those dates August 22nd through 27th, something like that? I think 28th. Am I wrong? I don't know. It's anyway, in that neighborhood. The, yeah, Check your it's calendar. the weekend before Labor Day and, of course, a few days before, you know, the week really before Labor Day. I just we'll think. have uh, track spotlight screenings at the cinema Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And the Friday's opening night. Saturday and Sunday, full days of film. And the theater district in downtown Birmingham, SidewalkFest.com. Get them passes now, y'all. Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.